Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandis Anderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works on the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider. You're in a corner now. Slightly I'm different. I'm in the exact same place. It's no, just... but your ang- camera angle is different. Because usually my laptop is here, but now my laptop is here because my new laptop is here. Uh-huh. So it was, it was really cool it makes, it how every sense. time... Every time you said here, your hands and arms were like outside of the camera window. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was uh, intentional. It, it really allowed me to imagine where things were. Yeah. <laughs> I would show you with the webcam, but it's a pain to get that in the right place. Yes. Also joining me is Evgeny, who has a new toy. I have a new toy. I have many new toys, actually. Um, I got this... And and listeners, you're gonna you're gonna miss out on this, but I got this. What about singers, though? Hey, <laughs> subsets. Uh, this is a a key smart like key ring, except it's not a ring. Um, okay. Also joining us is Grace. <laughs> I'm Gator Girl. Great. I'll just I'll just cut that off right there, Argent. Uh, and I'm Chaos. And. In May, there were a bunch of signings in Germany, uh, which took some time to transcribe. They're due to privacy laws in Germany. We had to alter our usual process for transcript. Which uh, makes things a lot slower. So we're doing them now. But also, before we do that, there was a updated reading of Stormlight 4. And I'll put a timestamp in the description if you want to skip us talking about this. But I thought we'd talk about that and uh, Brandon's recent uh, Stormlight for update number four, which uh, who knows if there's going to be another one by the time this comes, episode comes out. I don't know. But well, well, maybe we should talk about the Stormlight update first. So Brandon is done with part one of uh, Stormlight 4, which is great. It's over 100,000 words long, so great. He has five months to write the last three quarters of it. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking the other day, too. Like, if he wants to have a finished draft by January 1st next year, so 2020, he's got a lot of work to do. (laughs) Like, he's moving fast. Like, he's written 100,000 words in, let's say, six months. Um, And he had a tour... And yeah. he had a vacation, and he had to revise Skyward and, in all of that time. And he's going to revise uh, Stormlight 4 part by part, which is what he did for Oathbringer as well. Mm-hmm. So then he can get feedback from uh, Moshe and uh, Peter and Karen. Yeah, it's like yeah. so like Moshe and Peter can be working on it while he's still drafting yeah. the book. That way he gets to do th- draft three on uh, <laughs> January, ideally. Um, yeah. But it's like he still has three times as much work, at least because he's also got the revisions to revise yeah, uh, or the feedback to incorporate in, in future revisions. So yeah. unless something amazing happens, uh, I don't think he's going to be done by the beginning of next year, which means we are very, very likely not getting Stormlight 4 in 2020. Mm-hmm. Spring 2021 seems very reasonable. But yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. so once once you say we can't do 2020, then 2021 becomes like 
you open up so much time in 2020 for him to finish that thing. Uh, because he, like, how, how long do Stormlight books take to, to go from final draft to, to print? Like three months? Oh, uh, final draft? Um, I think that's about like, right. Final, final, yeah, that's... Yes, yeah. so that's after so, the line edit read. If you that. want to get Stormlight 4 out in 2020, let's say late 2020, like November, like, yeah, like yeah. he usually does releases, yeah. he needs to turn that thing in in like August-ish. Oh, yeah, that's kind of... <sighs> but if you say, hey, we can we can fire that book in 2021, then he's got all of 2020, so he gains like six months, six additional months to uh to work on stuff all of this is assuming that the that it turns out well because oathbringer well, turned out well uh yeah. but brandon you know did say ah oh, you know Starside, i need to take more time on that and if that happened to a stormlight book you'd take a lot longer than revising <laughs> Starsight. but i i will say brandon he writes faster the closest he is to the end well that's that so is the very fact true. that it took however many months to do the first hundred thousand words doesn't mean it's it's not proportional yeah and i've uh done done some math based on the numbers he gave yes he and had he, a long thing about consistently going on the high end of his weekly writing and it turns out well then i think he could barely make it oh great brandon, brandon uh, posted this is like i'm optimistic in, in a 2020 <laughs> release day it's like ah! I don't know about that, Brandon. We don't want okay, Peter to Brandon. go back to the hospital like Words of Radiance, where he worked so hard he <laughs> yeah. literally needed to go to the hospital. But it would be, it would be, if he doesn't, it, it's cutting it close. We'll oh, definitely, yeah. But I think it definitely takes longer for him to get back into a Stormlight book because he's been out of it and he's needed to outline both four and five. Uh, and the fact that he said he's pleased with part one is really good because there's a weird time jump from Oathbringer to book four, and if he's happy with how part one turned out, I guess the time jump turned out just fine. And that sounds like one of the more challenging things to get done in Stormlight 4. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Because once you, once, you, once you get into the action, it's... <clears throat> Things are happening, things are happening, things are happening. But the beginning, you have to convey this, all of this missed action, really. I don't know, but I guess Brandon likes it. Also, Brandon reiterated that Book 4 is going to be more like Way of Kings in style than Words mm -hmm. of Radiance and Oathbringer, which makes me very sad. But I guess it's fine to have variety. It'd be hard to have a mega ultra ending like Oathbringer and just like one up and then the world exploded. And it's like, okay, all right, we yeah. can we can do something a little different. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You can still have explosive endings, but they're probably going to be more more character focused explosive yeah. endings. And obviously, the end of Oathbringer was very. Like you had a very big Dalinar moment, and you had a pretty big Kaladin moment, um, but this was all framed in a big like world context. Like yeah. the world has now changed. Whereas at the end of the Way of Kings, you had this incredibly powerful Kaladin moment, but on a grand scale, that didn't mean all that much. See, I actually saw that differently. It's not that like. It's character-based versus world-based. It's like 
everything happened at once in Oathbringer. Like every climax, like was all intertwined with each other. Whereas this, it's it's going to be much more staggered. It's like the the three arcs. It's there's going to be a climax for this arc, then there will be a climax for that arc, and then a climax for the third. So it's like sure. these could be like huge world shattering events, but it's they're not necessarily happening right on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh I like the way of I really like the way of King's ending and chapter 120 of Oathbringer was very long and I am perfectly happy if Brandon decides not to give something that long to us again. Hmm. We got we got to breathe. And also one thing that I one thing that I loved about the way of kings that was not quite there in Words of Radiance and Oathbringer was the extent of the world building. Or I mean, like the world building was there, but it felt like we saw more places and more people in the way of kings than either one of the other books, even though we got a lot of Aesir in, mm-hmm. in Oathbringer. And so I want to go back to this. Hey, Roshar is an amazing world and it's big. Let's just take some time and, and see the world. I think that has to be the case. I think because Brandon said there's these three different arcs, and if their climaxes are going to be staggered, kind of like in Way of Kings, how Shallan's climax was in part three and not uh, later in the book. Uh, I feel like there has to be some splitting of characters uh, up. So I, I think we will get that, which, which is a good point. Although I, I do find Words of Radiance and Oathbringer to be far superior to Way of Kings, but that... A lot, a lot of people really do like Way of Kings. So but, I mean, I, I, maybe, maybe that's just because Way of Kings is very introductory and the same format, but with characters you're already have spent a lot of time with will feel better to you. I definitely like Way of Kings a lot more on a reread than my initial read, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's like it might not be like the plot structure that you have an issue with, but the this is the first book in the series. There's he can't he has to focus way more on world building to get people up to speed you gotta learn some things yeah Yeah. let's talk about the stormlight reading and so there's going to be a timestamp below if you want to skip this if you are spoiler sensitive let's go into it so this reading is about lirin a lirin point of view which is crazy i love lirin i do too top three gosmir dad well, I mean, that's, that's not that hard. <laughs> Fair. What, you don't like Praxton, the Lord Mastral? <laughs> He's my favorite. So, uh, there's also going to be a link in the description to, to read this, uh, which you should totally do. Uh, and Alethkar's clearly conquered by uh, the, the singers. Uh, very much conquered. Uh, Roshon not in charge. Uh, a singer is in charge. A brightness Abijan. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Herdazian refugees uh, pouring into Alethkar and Liren's healing them. The reason all of... So we are we are one year into the future, yep. or one year after the Everstorm. Yeah. D- roughly. Roughly. 1175. Um, would, would the Herdazian general we saw in the Sheller interlude... Yes. Um has been has been causing trouble uh he's been leading either a war or a rebellion depending on how you see that against the singers uh, yeah yeah against the singers 
and he's been successful-ish to an extent. Um, he's considered a genius in in what he's doing. So maybe the reason he hasn't won is just because like overwhelming odds, and well, the enemy has magic, and we don't. But that's why um, that's why there are refugees coming into presumably Hearthstone. Presumably, Lyrin hasn't left. And yeah, it's definitely Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah, among... it's Hearthstone. Yeah. Oh, does it? Okay. Cool. Yeah, it does. Among some of the so so Lyrin meets a few of the refugees. Uh, he takes care of them and has a conversation with the uh, brightness of the town, the bright lady. Yeah, who is a partial woman. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Wow. Not a fuse, but just just a regular singer. Doesn't yep. doesn't even seem like a regal because she was no no she she's partial woman. She was. Oh, you mean, oh, Regal, you said. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Regal. Liren actually healed this Parsh woman uh, when she was in slave form. So uh, when she was a child. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for singer stuff, guys. This is going to be great. And the chapter ends with Liren meeting up with. It's where Laurel. the reading ends. Yeah. Probably. Uh, not yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lirin meets with Laryl um, and they, they have a little bit of a chat and she tells him where in the line of refugees that Herdazian general is mm-hmm. and so it's it's going to be interesting to see how they interact because Lirin doesn't like the man very much no what Lirin doesn't like people who fight no who way <laughs> crazy that's so out of character for him yeah uh, but that's the that's the overview. Mm-hmm. There's a very interesting thing uh, that there's a mention of a plague out west. There's it's a, the cold. It's, it's the common cold. Probably the common yeah. cold. Uh, maybe, but also there's there's a line where fragments of old manuscripts, translations of translations of translations, spoke of ancient diseases that killed thousands. Spreading quickly and persistently. Yep. And I mean, that could obviously be anything, but if you're trying to murder lots of humans, like they, these could be magically created diseases that murder lots of people or some uh, crap. Like, who knows? Yeah, but like it's already been mentioned a plague to the West. Yeah. As early as Birds of Radiance. So. They call it a plague specifically. Yeah, yeah. Dalinar says there's a plague in the Pure Lake or at the Pure Lake. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And since overall, like, humans on Roshar are healthier elsewhere than humans sure. elsewhere because of all the investors, they don't have the antibodies that would protect them from the common cold like we sure. do, or how most humans in the Cosmere. So I don't necessarily know if there's anything other than the plague we already know exists, which, to be fair, like, it's incredibly dangerous on Roshar, but. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's much less exciting than what I was hoping. <laughs> Curse you. Well, but but in a different way, it is really exciting because we are seeing real world repercussions from world hoppers true. going exactly. around and and meddling in affairs. Yeah, and, and uh, specifically from an organization that doesn't want yeah. to interfere. Yep. Ah, yeah, there, there are other world hoppers that we have seen come to Roshar. 
Only the 17th shard has actually caused a huge problem. <laughs> Non-interference. Oh, well, rip. Good job, Frost guys. Frost is going to be very unhappy with with our trio. Frost the cold? <laughs> hey. Anything else on this reading, guys, that you noticed? I'm so excited for Stormlight 4. I want more of this. All right. <laughs> no, I know, right? I do, That's too. That's a general reaction. Um, I'm excited to see more of Laurel. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say just about to say just that. Like, Liren is not my personal favorite. I know a lot of people like him, but he, eh. but like, I really liked Laurel from the little we saw of her of Oathbringer, and I like her in this, and I'm super looking forward to seeing more of her. Laurel was great in Oathbringer. I, I really like that change, but I do really want to see what Liren and Calden's relationship, how that evolves over time. Like, that's very interesting to me. It is. Some some things I found neat, the parchment, the singers learning, like finding their way in society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, where they're balancing on one side the fact that they've, this particular batch, have grown up in Alethkar and they have many of the Alethi traditions and cultural elements. And then on the other hand, they have the fused telling them... <laughs> This is how you're supposed to be. This is how your ancestors were. Yeah. And so you're seeing, so for example, the, the bright lady of the town, the Parsh woman, um, has this, this really interesting duality of she wears a hava and yeah. she calls herself a bright lady and they address her as brightness. But on the other hand, the coloration and the color theme of her clothing is very low color kind of muted because and this is one of my my favorite world building elements in this apparently the old singers maybe as far back as the dawn singers had a tradition of dressing in this muted muted clothing to accentuate the coloration of their skin patterns because that's what's really striking and interesting about them and so she's she's doing this this balancing act that's cool. got it I think we're going to be seeing probably a lot more of that with Vin Lee and where she was at the end of Oathbringer to tell the singers about her people and their history. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And that, that's going to be that's going to be a third axis on this, right? Because the listeners have their own yeah, their own right. culture. Mm -hmm. I'm um, really and then the other the other interesting bit was to me uh, when Liren referred to the wisdom of the heralds when they were talking about diseases. Yes. Like, uh, he was... <laughs> that was probably no. Well, probably. She was the herald of surgeons, so yeah, 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 yeah. But but he was talking with the with Abijal, and it looked like she believes that plague spread cause well diseases and plague, and and Lirin was schooling her a little bit <laughs> about sanitation and cleaning and clean water and things like that. Um, which is information that comes to him as wisdom of the heralds. And then he goes on and, and thinks internally about um, translations of texts. And so yep. this, this wisdom of the heralds is apparently like almost like harmonies texts that are being yeah. passed down to people and yeah. then in some respects, written yeah. and copied and reinterpreted and retranslated. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Yeah. I like, cool. I like this kind of world building. Me too. Yeah. Liren's still important being that healer. In the middle of nowhere, there was there was one thing that um, I did not come up with, but I saw people talking about this. A line Liren had that almost 
echoed the the line that he tells the uh, singer woman, I've never cared who my heel brightness, slave or king, kind of echoing a line that Moash says in Oathbringer that I am pulling up right now. King or slave, he was my uh, an enemy to me and mine. So kind of echoing that, like, I don't care about class, but Liren is the healer, and Moash mm. is, I don't care about class, I'm just going to kill them. The jerk. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. That's and that kind of parallels, like, um, Liren's belief that there's, there's only two kinds of people, those that kill people and those that save people. Mm. Yeah. 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 Alright. So, let's also talk about uh, these words of Brandon, and we're gonna start with the longest one, which was Stuttgart, and mm-hmm. we had some heroes at the signing, because it couldn't be recorded. Literally do live transcription on paper. Um, well, no, yeah. I think I think they had a laptop there. Okay. But, like, live, transcribe, <laughs> live transcribing these things. So, do note that these ones are paraphrased. We don't have the exact audio. We're not going to get yeah. the exact audio. So, do keep that in mind. But They're likely very close to verbatim, but we just mm-hmm. can't definitively yep. There's mark like it as one such. that was like really weird. So, well, we'll talk about it as, as, we'll as that comes. So, just be aware of that. But we have the most words of random from that because they live transcribed the, the signing. So, heroes. So, MVP. Yes. So, Wap this is mode. from Sorana, who was one of the heroes. I believe Paleo was heroes. another. And yes, Paleo was. Uh, I think I think Rhapsody also may have been. Oh, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, so Serana asked, would a, spark, a spike charge if I threw it at someone with the intention to spike something out of him and hit the right buying point? Brandon, yes. Serana, so spike darts are a thing. Brandon, yes, and spike guns are a thing as well. Great. Lovely. That's terrifying. In Shadows of Self. Well, yeah, that's true. Kind of? But uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, we kind of see that, but not in the same. Like, yeah, Wax yeah, doesn't right. need to steal anything from. It's already charged. He just yeah. needs to get the metal in there. Yeah, yeah. He's not aiming for a bind point. Th- that's a good point. Well posed question with, with the intention to spike them. Like, who, who, Cosmere Scholar right yeah. here. <laughs> Fantastic. Very good. Very exciting. Also very terrifying. Yes. So next question also comes from Sorana, and it says, is so casting volume or mass preserving? <laughs> and Brenda says, it's mass preserving, but there are some strange things going on, um, and that's why we don't get as much explosions as we should. You can see a bit of what's going on when Yasna so casts air. There are some little reactions, but not as strong as you ought to get. And the so so the one time I I know she soul casts air is during the battle uh, of Thalen Field. Yep. Mm. I think she she soul casts air into oil and then sets it on fire. Oh, oh, I was gonna say I would assume this is referring to in Carbronth with Teravangi and then the rock. Because uh, doesn't well, Shalon feel like air kind of expand outwards afterwards or something? Well, that's yeah, soul casting something into air, but not ah, soul yeah. casting air itself. Yeah. Oh, well, into sense. smoke, actually. Well, either way, really. Yeah, so so that yeah. that's also important, but 
Brandon is in the second half of the answer talking about uh, so casting air. Yes. Specifically. And so uh, Battle of Thalen Field and also maybe I, I would need to reread the uh, philosophy lesson in Kabranth <sighs> because oh, good. On, a, on, a, on an initial read, it kind of looks like she throws lightning at them mm-hmm. when that, that's obviously, well, not obviously, but that's probably not the case. What's probably happening is she's so casting the air between her and the thug and and like that's a, a channel for for her soul casting or something like that. Yeah. So that, that might be another thing to look at. Yeah. There's also um, the scene with Adolin visiting the uh, camp soul casters when they're making windbreaks. And he's like, Barracks. and it's like air rushes towards it. And he's like, well, if there's some, just something appearing there, I would expect the air to be going the opposite direction. Yeah, I imagine, I mean, I would assume what's happening is the air needs more mass. So you're sucking in air to make the exactly right. Yeah. Which we understand because we are smart people and are educated people. Assume but I am neither smart even, nor educated and, yeah. and give me the quick rundown of of what you think is happening. For, so if you're soul casting like a hundred kilogram block of stone, mm-hmm. the hundred kilograms of air required to make that stone is much, much larger. So air is in going volume. to be rushing in. Yeah. So you're, you need to like you suck are, in the air. But you are turning the block of stone into into it like you're no, not no, 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 no. we're opposite talking about the other direction way. we're talking about air into stone. stone okay okay sure yeah but i i think when yasna soul casted the rock mm-hmm. uh in carbranth there was like rushing air out yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it blew out it, right. yeah it Which was it, it was Which smoke in it oh yeah it's, it's yeah. Got many kilograms of smoke right that makes sense <laughs> yep mm-hmm. Because this much, this much mass of smoke would have a larger volume, and so it would it would rush out. Yeah. Cool. Mass well, preserving, ish. Ish. Mass preserving <laughs> asterisk. Asterisk, yes. <laughs> much like anything in the Cosmere, there is spiritual mumbo jumbo, the strongest force in the universe. When night blood kills people, why is there is there a rush of smoke? That. Uh, there's like a black also. amount remaining uh, that's smoke but it's mostly that he absorbs the smoke and I mean so, it's black smoke yep. some of the strange things might just be Brandon being like well this is impossible if I don't make it like at least a little bit less extreme so <laughs> yeah, right exactly yep time bubbles not what? microwaving people yeah yeah, yeah. cool yeah. So this next one was said by Rhapsody. You have described at metal as some kind of super cesium. After the reaction with water, is there residual at metal hydroxide and what are its properties? Brandon. Yes, there is. There's the potential there. They'll find it and use it. But as far as the properties are concerned, you get a raffo. And this is exciting. Referring to cesium uh, exploding. Which that metal also does. It would, yeah, when when you touch it with water, yeah, when it yeah. reacts with water, which is a common, well, 
It's a defining property of the alkali metals. Yes, yeah. right. Look up YouTube videos if you're not familiar with it. It's very <laughs> dramatic, let's say. The, the heavier, so the, the, the heavier the alkaline metal is, the, the more violent the reaction with water is. And cesium, um, very violent. Is, yes. is, cesium is not the... No, it is. No, I believe francium is the heaviest. Yeah, I think there was like one more. Oh. But what this is getting at oh, okay, is that yeah, when yeah. you when you when you have a reaction between alkaline and water, um, the product is um, well, one of the products is. of the reaction is mm -hmm. a a metal hydroxide. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a cool thing to look at. Yep. Paleo asks: Are the Ashenite magic system in which microorganisms cause diseases and bestow powers? And the old magic related, you could sort of see the powers and the disease as a boon and a curse. If so, does the old part come from that? Brandon. Yes, they are related, but the name comes from the magic actually predating Spren Bonds. I like this one a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I think one qualifier here is I think Brandon is saying old magic predates the hell bonds i wouldn't say it predates like the the natural symbiotic oh yes. yeah yeah, yeah. this, yeah. this is yeah. definitely like invested art <laughs> our chuckling makes no sense to to yes. anyone except us but, uh but I yeah but this is one part instance where we are in agreement on yes ab absolutely 100 yes. percent uh the yeah. surge binders with nahel's friend yep yep <laughs> That's very interesting, though, because we really don't see lots of that. Obviously, old magic is not really an invested art, like yeah, our Probably. usual magic systems that we see. This is one place where I wish we had the audio to see how Brandon said, yes, they are related. Because <laughs> it could be like, yes, they are like related, or he could have been squirreling out of answering something and just That's like, true. oh, it's in the cosplay. Yeah. They're all related. <laughs> in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously, they're at least thematically related. Yeah. Could yeah, be some sure. cultivation-y stuff relating the two, honestly. Yeah. yeah I, I I put up a theory on the magics of Roshar a uh, month, month and a half back. And the old magic was very puzzling to me. Yeah. Precisely because of this, this word of Brandon. Because if there is a relationship between the Ashenite disease-based magic system and the old magic, like a, a significant kind of a relationship between those, it makes the timeline of these things really odd because the Ashenite magic system being disease-based is is a recent issue like it wasn't always that way right on ash mm -hmm. yeah um which i think also comes from this no it doesn't come from this, no that was this, earlier right? that's an old one yeah yeah and so if you go way back like pre-humans on roshar right you probably don't have diseased-based magic on ashen oh yeah but you probably do have old magic on roshar mm -hmm. And so yes. humans come in, desolation things happening, the cataclysm on Ashen, presumably the disease-based magic on Ashen develops, 
either around the time of the cataclysm. Well, it has to be around the time of the cataclysm, right? Because that's the magic system that powers the floating cities. So people were either surviving on the ground during the cataclysm, or around the time the cataclysm was happening, the disease-based magic was also happening, and people were able to elevate their cities. And that's yeah. how they survived. I'm just like thinking, yeah. if there's a giant cataclysm, you've got to be like, I got to get the choir of sick people to float the city. It's like, <laughs> how do you do that in a giant cataclysm? How's it happen? Um, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so worst case scenario, so I mean, best case scenario, it happens at around the same time. Yeah. Which maybe suggests that cultivation was involved in that. <sighs> Because, so, like, it, because the, it can't go the other way, right? Cultivation's old magic could not have been inspired no. by the diseases. Right, yeah, no. right, exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, like, the question is, is Ashen's disease-based magic a formal invested art? Or is this more like the AVR, which, like, it's just a natural ex thing that magic does? Definitely seems a lot more like the AVR from what we yep. saw. I'm I'm leaning in that direction too. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily need a shard's active presence. I guess. I agree. Because like though like formal magic systems are very much very much appear like on shard worlds. Shard worlds with a shard in residence. Yeah, right. Who invested. Yeah. I see what you're so, saying. But as we know, all investitures keep to one of the shards. So it's like, it yeah. could be that Ashen does have a large amount of cultivations investiture. That, which is why it's sort of cultivation-esque. Okay. Be honest, it's even hard to know before that cataclysm, before that exodus, how much of honor cultivation or odium stuff was even there. Like, we, it's so hard to say. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There were surges, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Great. That's really helpful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really odd, because we, we often think of shards, as, because shards invest in a world, Yeah. Mm -hmm. we often think, uh, think of, of those shards as being bound to that world. And in many ways, there are, but that doesn't mean that they're invest like it doesn't mean that there aren't large chunks of their investiture throughout the Cosmere, as seen, for mm -hmm. example, in in Paji. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there there could be like a creature of the size of the Night Watcher on Ashen pre-cataclysm. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's definitely a thing that a shard like cultivation could plop, plop there, right? It's totally a thing. Yeah. Especially since it's right next door. I imagine yeah, like, that has to be easier then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just whatever restrictions there are on movement is less extreme. Or, if, or even if she didn't plop it there, like it would have been easier for her to discover the presence of, of such investiture closer to, mm -hmm. to her oh, uh, right, right, right. Kind that of was, core yeah. of power. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. And, and, I mean, Odium is obviously weird and we don't know all that's going on, but it does seem like within the Rosharan system, there are maybe less restrictions about Shardix doing stuff on other planets. 
says that word Absolutely. of Brandon. Oh, he's on Braze. Oh, now he's on Roshar. Like, <laughs> what does that what does that actually mean? How accurate was him being on Braze? Hard, really hard to say. Yeah, it's kind of like something be within an arm's reach. That's like you you're you might be on a planet. You might be in a chair, but like you can still reach a certain distance around you fairly easy easily. Sure. And then you could stretch a little bit more and get to other stuff. Yeah. Except I'm thinking, and, and this is probably not a very good example, but it's it's one worth bringing up. The Irie appeared to have been relatively safe from Ruin. Like, they were worried about Ruin, mm-hmm. but but they were also comfortable setting up pretty close to the Skadrian Sebastral. And then when Kelsier left the planet and kind of entered the interplanetary cognitive space, Ruin did not follow him. Like, the edge of the planet was seemingly the extent of his ability to move around. But there might be more restrictions because he yeah. created the planet with yeah. preservation. Also, yeah, and also, I think the Irie kind of do dumb stuff sometimes, and I don't know if I yeah. trust their judgment. Yeah, I think part of their defense was they were too unimportant for Ruin to care. And yeah, be looking for them. There's well, also okay. the fact that, like, when Ruin acts, preservation is automatically like pushing back on him, mm-hmm. and so Ruin was spending the majority of his effort on Skadriel and. And the destruction of that planet. Yeah. And his priority was taken out preservation. Well, but like the, the, the moment, the... like the eye we thought Ruin had had noticed their attention, they started freaking out. Yeah, they, they super started freaking out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I, what I'm thinking more, I guess, is how he followed Kelsier all the way to the edge, and then went away. And then the moment Kelsier came back, Ruin's presence returned. So was was that dividing line specifically? Scadrial or the Scadrian system? Because if I, I remember a word of Brandon saying, like, he was pretty close to going like light years in a single step, which is like the edge of this. I but... do not remember such words of Brandon. I don't know. Um, but I do find the the whole old magic thing to be just very strange because it's mm-hmm. not really a magic. No. It's just like a shard screwing people Doing around. Things. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But the 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 thing we've been calling direct shardic intervention. Yeah, right, 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 right. I I did find one, and it's a really long one, so I'm not going to read it out. Great. But he has entered the space between planets, but he's not out of the solar system. But it's fuzzy. Yeah, because it wouldn't be too much longer before he enters another solar system. Like he would pass light years and steps as he starts getting further, if that makes any sense. Huh. That's interesting. Cognitive realm. It's cool. Yeah, I guess I guess that really like this phrase, light years in steps, really puts into perspective how how the cognitive space shrinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing there. Like plop, plop. Hey, cool. No, it it's just well, and can... I think ruins preservation. Uh ruins <laughs> point of view was very much focused on he didn't want to waste the time like looking off world like he had he's like okay i'm gonna know as soon as this guy gets back 
he can do what he wants. I know he's not going to get far. Like, like Ruin probably just realized, yeah, yeah, he just can't leave. I know this to be true. I literally don't need to care. Yeah. He probably could have followed Kelsier, um, but it would have limited his activities on Scatfield. Right. You need to balance a lot of stuff when you're I'm skeptical, but, but I, I see where you're coming from. Let's move on to one very near and dear to my heart and uh, Ian. This is also very near and dear to my heart. I know, it's to both of our hearts. uh, This next one. Yes. So this is a theory I've long held since initial reads of Oathbringer. Well, even even further back, right? Anyway, we'll we'll read it. It it was Oathbringer that really solidified stuff for me. You had this idea of wisdom... Uh, for this shard for a long time in my recollection. Why don't you guys read the yes. wob? Yeah. Paleo asks, is wisdom a shard? If so, how bad does it want to survive? <laughs> these, are, these three who transcribe things, they're, they're asking such good questions. It's hitters. Uh, so, Brandon answers, there is a shard with a similar intent Brandon using, well, I guess this is paraphrased, so we can't say, oh, Brandon's using intent without well, being prompted. Well, he does now, but that's yeah. still not the formal term for yes. a shard's name. But it's, it's enough like to say, don't create another word fandom. Indeed. Uh, the shard has realized that survival might not be the most desirable slash important. And there's a footnote saying Paleo later asked for more clarification. And Brennan stressed again that the shard, what the shard has realized. So, so for background, uh, in one of the books that uh, I got Brandon assigned long ago, uh, Brandon wrote that there's a shard who just wants to survive, which uh, I termed as the survival shard. That is not the shard's intent. Definitely not. Don't make me cry uh, when you do that. We've, we've had issues. We, major issues. And Kelsier is not its vessel. All right, let's just get that out of the way. Not and, yet. And Ian, you, you, you often thought that wisdom was the name of that shard's intent because it was wise to get the crap out of the conflict with Odium and stuff. We also, we also had a wob similar to that saying that this shard knows what Odium is up to and doesn't want none of that. I don't remember if that is also the shard that is in like interplanetary space. Yeah, that um, we don't know. Because there was unclear. somebody somebody explicitly asked, hey, we know there's a shard that wants to hide and survive, and we know there's a shard not bound to any world. Are they the same shard? Brandon's like, well, they yeah. don't need to be the same shard. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that led to anywhere. So oh. the, the thing that I was trying to think of was the shard's intent is like tangentially relating to survive, uh, mm-hmm. which wisdom's a good thing, and I can only assume that this word of Brandon is referring to that same same chart. Like, like he me- yeah. Brandon mentioned survival. Yep. Like, yeah. right. And my read on his mention of that is over the course of like uh, as the Cosmere saga develops, what this shard is up to and the way this shard thinks about events has gone from. I don't want none of that to, hey, I think Odium might be a problem. Yeah, it's yeah. like, if I just 
hide until Odium has taken out everyone else. I know. I have, I have Eventually, no Eventually, he's going to find me, and yeah. I won't have any allies. Yeah. So that's that's not going to be somebody who goes and like finds Odium and tries to pummel him to the ground. But I think I think we can expect this shard to uh, write some Cosmere letters to to their buddies and be like, "Hey, let's let's talk." It's that does give me. I kind of want the letter in Book Four, Stormlight Four, to be from this shard. Hmm. Yeah, because this is the perfect point for Brandon to be like. Oh, this shard's views are changing because that's what he's writing now. So, so are you guys interpreting this as this was originally the shard he was referring to that wanted to survive? Yes, 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 absolutely. Oh. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have that's, to be. That's, that's not how I was interpreting that. How are oh. you interpreting it, Grace? I was interpreting that as this, like this shard, may have started out thinking wanting to survive but like the the way that previous question of there is a shard that just wants to hide and survive kind of made me think that that was a separate thing yeah but people ask brandon about this shard a lot (laughs) like for surely brandon knows what people mean when they're asking he's like shard uh survive like okay yeah 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 yeah. i know how does this shard feel about survival (laughs) or how would this intent feel about survival See, I, so, I interpret that uh, the the like realize that survival might not be the most desirable as him saying this is not the survival shard that you guys are thinking of. See, I thought it was more that like this shards, the shard you're thinking of, like their opinion has evolved. I over time. That's what I feel. I I think that's possible, Grace. But uh, I mean, I don't know of any other shard that wanted to survive and that Brandon would refer to as realizing something different. Right. I I mean, wording is going to be very important in this one. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think the three of us, the 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 not you part of the podcast, Grace, um, <laughs> are are coming from realization implying change. And so if Brandon is saying the shark has realized that survival might not be the most desirable or important, then there was a point in the past where that is exactly what the shard thought was desirable slash important. Uh, but if if, the, if that phrasing is just a little bit different, then yeah, yeah, you it's end a up with shard whatever. with a similar intent of wisdom. So it could be like prudence. <sighs> I mean, I do like that. We've we've talked on the podcast about ingenuity, but that is yeah. distinct, I think, from yes, this, I, this I idea. Think mm-hmm. I don't think ingenuity fits with this. Correct. I agree. Cool. Cool. Fun wob. Fun wob. Yeah. Thanks, Palio. Thanks. Uh, next question continues. Palio, uh, have Rashard Mathematics advanced far enough to know Julia sets? And Julia set is the mathematical equation that describes the shape of Rochard. Yes. Uh, yes, they know Julia sets. Uh, some of the mathematics are farther along in this time than ours. Some are behind. Kind of like abstractionism is a century-old style when Roshar calculus was discovered way earlier. I know what planet I'm going to. Yeah. 
the one that gets pummeled by super storms every the few days. The one where I have a job <laughs> to teach people calculus. <laughs> the one that is currently be a storm being warden? Look, I will immediately cave to Odium. That's fine. That's not a problem. <laughs> it's not a hard sell. No, no, it really isn't. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. This next one cool. was asked by Winds of Light. In essay, the Storm Father refers to several people as Child of Honor, but only Kaladin as Child of Tantalast. Oh. Is there significance to that, Brandon? Yes, there is. I hate everything about this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can understand why there would be a distinction. I don't know what the significance is. Yeah. I don't know what this mm. could refer to. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to wonder if there's some thing to do with like Kaladin as a Windrunner and the Windrunners had like special significance to ah, Tanavast yes. or something. Yeah, and that's why their glyphs explode yeah. with power. Easy. Yeah, they are they're the, the order closest to honor. Or one of the orders closest to honor. Right, yeah. Not the bond screw the, screw the bondsmiths. <laughs> yeah, right. Um there's actually a very extensive thread on the 17th shard where people discuss that. And there are many different ideas, and I, I, I just don't know how... Like, this could be as insignificant as... When, when the question says, is there significance to that, and Brandon confirming, what, is, what does Brandon consider significant in this? Like, he could be just simply saying, yeah, there's a reason I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that there is as much significance in there as we kind of assume or want to assume that there is like it yeah I, i'm reading this more as like hey yes there is a reason i did it that way it wasn't just i'm I just like oh i use child of honor a lot i'm just going to refer to it as it's like it, it's not why it's not like oh i've used the word blah 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 three times in this paragraph I'm going to change one of them or two of them also didn't the Stormfather like when Kaladin was strung up in the way of kings didn't he also refer like didn't he say both to refer to Kaladin so. child of ten of ass so. child of honor yeah I think it I remember him being referred to as child of honor child of ten of ass and so like I'm interested to know what the significance is but i just have no idea i have no idea yeah i there are many directions we can speculate in and i yeah. don't think there is support for any of the or or more support for one for one of them than the others so it's just kind of shots in the dark everywhere yeah. it's an interesting thing to think about i guess yeah. oh yeah i i want to point something out though so if Kaladin is the child of Tanavast and Syl was the child of the like Stormfather before he merged with the Cognitive Shadows, then are they basically Cal and Syl like siblings or step siblings now? Yeah, that's why Syl always wants to get Kaladin to. Yeah, she was looking out. Human girl, yeah, this wingman. Or would Kaladin Windman. be her uncle? Because Honor would be the Stormfather's father. Familial relationships are complicated. Oh, uh, let's well, go to the next. Should we go in to the case that they are officially uh, related now? Yes. Let's, so let's no go. To, 
Let's go to the next one of Brandon. Hey. So Paleo asked, will the Warbreaker Leatherbound contain the Nalthus essay? Isaac, no. But the Arcanum Unbounded Leatherbound will contain it. That makes what, sense, what, but what? I'm sad. Yeah. It's I I never wanted the Nalthus essay in the Warbreaker Leatherbound. I wanted I it released concurrently oh, as okay. hype. All right. Well, yeah. when did Arcanum Unbounded come out? 2016? 2016, yeah. There is another wob <laughs> later in the uh, doc about Arcanum Unbounded 2. So if that comes out before the Leatherbound, maybe we'll get it there. But uh, has like he done a... any like short stories since? No. Look. Oh, we, she wants we, to do three. We forgot. Oh, we forgot <laughs> to mention that uh, Brandon wants to do a rock novella, which apparently has to happen between book uh, three and four. And Brandon's like, oh, you know, I, I'm hopeful that I'll get the Risen one also done this year. Okay, Brandon. <laughs> that and what, was, what, was, what was the, the third one he the wanted to do? The third one was a Lopin one between books oh, one yeah. and two. Yeah, yeah the, it's the, the King Lopin, the first king of Alethkar. But yeah. but that's not the third one he's planning on doing this year. That's the that's the Sixth of the Dusk sequel. Oh, right, right. Well, I yeah. don't know if the Sixth of the Dusk sequel would be done this year. I think that's just going to be a thing that he's going to work on when he has time. That, I was under the impression that book. that was what he was doing on the flights in well, July. Well, that was, but he got two October. scenes through it and was like, I'm not yeah. going to have time to it until I have another long flight. Yeah, so but I, he yeah. said he was having more long flights in July and October. I guess that's true. Yeah. If he gets it done, then then maybe. Yeah. But Okay. I will but. say I, I did the, the, the math on him completing Stormlight by the end of the year. Uh, does not include those no, uh, three novellas. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little optimistic, but yeah, I mean, Brandon will always write some extra projects, so they'll probably be in yeah. Arcanum about it. I, I, would, I would love to get a Cosmere piece this year. Oh, that's hey, true. Uh, White Sand Volume 3. <laughs> September I would love Mono to get a Amazon. Cosmere piece this year. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Zaikai asks... Did the Shin use honor blades in their invasions? If yes, did they also use surges? Brandon, yes and yes. Great. That Lovely. is scary. Yes. I want to see these Shin invasions so much. <laughs> Look, you know when Brandon's like, Tezim, let's just name drop him in book one. That was important. The Shin invasions, that could definitely be a thing that matters. Or it did matter. In a way, like, even if there was nothing magical going on uh, outside of the other blades, like, even if there was no Herald or nothing of that sort. Yeah, yeah. That was still an invasion comparable to the Sunmakers. Yeah. And yeah. the Sunmakers' conquest shaped Rosharan countries and history and society for the past however many hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's true. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, remember when the Shin invaded? Good times. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I want to know more. Very I tantalizing, more. but, but yes. we don't Great. know more. We don't. We know they used surges and horses in their warfare. And that's pretty much it. That sounds pretty scary to Roshar. Uh, yeah, no, like, to, to most yeah. of Roshar, that would be terrifying. It's like, hey, I'm going to use my... uh. 
shards and then just like they can use surges it's like oh i don't know how to fight against these that doesn't that didn't yeah. turn yeah. out super well and, and even yeah even like the mundane stuff most Rosharans don't know how to fight against cavalry they yeah, exactly. don't have that experience yeah, cavalry is a massive tactical advantage if you don't know it's coming and oh. you combine that with not only shard blades but also magic <laughs> who stopped them why uh, did they stop Hey, Brandon, never... what about a Shin invasion novella? <laughs> because, uh, Argent, Argent, they stopped because they never just stopped to look around and go, this is enough. Hey. Well, since I just watched Forrest Gump last uh-huh. night, uh-huh. he there's a part towards the end where he just, like, runs for, like, three years and then just, like, I'm done running now. I'll go home. That's what happened. It's like, they were like, we're bored. We're gonna just going to go home. I mean, it, it could be as simple as internal strife that, like, yeah. some Shin were like, I'm not okay with this anymore. We need to go back. Like, it, I, that's kind of my theory, but... I, I draw the line at two million murders. Yeah. Three's too much. Or it's like, we can't get off our horses, otherwise we'd walk on stone. So... <laughs> how do we rule all this stone? I think that would have become a problem on day one. People can stay at the saddle for a very long time. With the power of the surges. <laughs> Uncomfortably, but... Heal their behinds. Yeah. The saddle sores. Well, at least the Shubreth son Mashalin, who is presumably one of the uh, Shin people, uh, list says overstretching resources, leading to quickly like, to the collapse of the empire. That... What? That's never happened in human society. So he just like probably just empires. extended to their reach too far and tried to rule more than they could actually like that's control n- at once. That's never happened before in history. Bureaucracy has brought down more empires than weapons. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do an, an anonymous question. Okay. Uh, ambition wasn't splintered in the contest with Odium. Is there a reason why he hadn't chosen another avatar yet? Yes. Uh, so this is the one that uh, I feel was mistranscribed. Yeah. I I feel like it needs to be champion, right? Then avatar. Uh, so I th- or vessel. I think uh, we asked Pelio about it, and yeah. he said that the questioner said avatar. Okay. Yeah. If I, if I, I recall correctly, Pelio was also confused by the. By okay. The great. There. Great. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, it, it um, seems more likely that the person just didn't know the proper te- terminology yeah, 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 that yeah, it was yeah, mistranscribed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fair. Which, since their ambition was also a she, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. This, well, the, this, so this question isn't even historically accurate. Yeah, and ambition was eventually killed by odium. So, well, the, I think this person is saying the vessel was killed, but the power wasn't splintered. So, why haven't they chosen like another vessel? I think is what the question's getting at. Yes. That's my read. Yeah. But I do think it was splintered. I, do I don't think, think that as well. It was just splintered later. Odium I think. would have left it unsplintered. No, that's the entire point of what Odium's doing. Like, it just wasn't splintered well, on the Threnodite system. Cool. So the Threnodite system essay does, in fact, say that Odium clashed with and mortally wounded the shard Ambition here. Ambition would later be splintered. Okay. Uh, though the final act took place in a different location. One box. Easy. It's it's interesting now that I think about it, Brendan says, or Chris says, the final act, which 
I mean, obviously, we we overanalyze things in this fandom. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> we overanalyze things in this podcast, especially. <laughs> well, well, sure. Um, but it but it's interesting that she calls it now. So it's not like Odium wounded Ambition, and then Ambition ran away, and eventually just kind of bled out. Mm-hmm. Act to me implies agency. I think Odium oh, like yeah. followed Ambition. Oh, Odium followed yeah. him, like yeah, coup de grace. Sure. Let's. This questioner this. asked. How is Ash an Earth-like given its orbit? It should be even less habitable than Roshar. Brandon said the Rosharan system was manufactured for a specific purpose. The position of the moons isn't stable, and even the continent itself might eventually vanish. So this so answer is less knew- about Ashen here. <laughs> yes, but yeah. we knew before that like stuff in the system, like it was done artificially like someone yep. made the system yep. but like it was manufactured for a specific purpose yeah, yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> purpose that is that what does that mean yeah, is I know. this like so um adenalsium could put have a world for his weird crab people yeah it does. that was his more. specific purpose but that doesn't necessarily explain the creating ashen and race <laughs> no. and the ten gas giants in the moons. Yeah, because it's the entire system. <laughs> yeah. Because I think previously we had kind of assumed that Aidenelsium had just created the system as like a playground. Maybe maybe he was just messing around. But this gives it a lot more direction. When all like, the planets you- line up, the singularity happens and <laughs> opens a pathway to... Facts. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> like, easy, 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 easy. Line in. <laughs> maybe maybe it's like a giant clock. I would assume that Adenalsium would have at least as good future sight as the shards. Probably at least, better. At least. Probably yes. like you take all the shards and combine them, and then Adenalsium is better than that at seeing into the future. This, this could suggest some weird stuff where, like, we learn of some Aidenalsium purpose in, like, Stormlight 9 and 10, which yeah. is crazy. Yes, so, the anti-Aidenalsium. From the second letter, um, Frost says, it's not the destruction we have wrought enough. The worlds you now tread bear the touch and design of Aidenalsium. Our well, interference yeah. so far has brought nothing but pain. And I think that's referring to the Sharn's um system in particular, because it's like it. But Frost knows that Hoyt is on Roshar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because that makes it feel like it's their fault that Aiden Elsium's design is on Ro- the Rosharn system, right? No, mm-hmm. that like you're screwing up what Aiden Elsium, yeah, did there. Yeah, sort of. But like it's it specifically like this was designed by Adenalsium for something. Wow, that's crazy. That that is crazy thinking about that. I think there is a very distinct difference between the letter, mm-hmm. which says there is a design to this, and this word of Brandon, which says there is a design with purpose. With yeah. It's yeah. not just designed with specific purpose. And you know what? If there was nine gas giants, it just wouldn't work. You need all ten, I guess. Apparently. In some ways, this doesn't surprise me because I've always thought that Aiden Nauseam 
kind of knew more and had more planned out than characters seem to think. But I guess. Well, the the issue is the shattering happened. Yeah. Was that part of Adenalsium's plan? Or did they exploit like some flaw in his future sight? I have always assumed, and, and this is this is a standard thing in fiction, that you can't see the future past your own death. Sure. And so if Adenalsium was similarly bound, then mm. he maybe wouldn't know about the shadow. Like if that is the case, then the Rosharan system was probably not designed to contain Odium. I don't uh, know I, if I agree with that, because how were yeah. the terrorist prophecies created? Yeah, it's... Yeah, and I think, true. hey, I can't see past next Tuesday. I wonder what's up with that. It's like, I... I and also, I don't know how common that is in fiction. Uh, that, that's kind of a thing. Okay. But uh, that doesn't mean anything about the Cosmere in particular, of course. I think I think with the terrorist prophecies, it's kind like they 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 can take you close to the hero of ages, but I I don't know if the prophecies are necessarily saying that a hero a hundred percent will come. Like they are. Let's let, let's let's not deal with that. There is Elend uses supercharged Atium and sees like the ultimate re ultimate fate of everything and then immediately dies. He sees preservation's plan and his yeah, yeah. place in it. Yeah. I saw that like he then saw like hey we've won like this is how it all ends. Yeah. Which, is Which by definition, would be after he died. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, so that that word, Brandon, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, for something a little lighter uh, and not controversial, Shalon and her personas. Hey, cool. The questioner asks something about Shalon's personalities, and Brandon just says, at the end of Oathbringer, she works really hard to suppress her other personas, and she will be a lot more stable. So... I would assume in the time jump that she's much more stable when we see her again. Yeah. We might we might see more of the whole, hey, Vale goes and drinks with Adolin, and Radiant does training with Adolin, but it's a very controlled. Maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's hard to say. So this questioner asks, do specific colors have an impact on Awakening in Warbreaker? Brandon, not usually. You just need a certain amount to awaken. But there can be more due to various reasons connected to the Cosmere. It is connected to the significance of eye color on Roshar. Great. Great. <sighs> That's great. Which, I wish that said the significance of gem color on Roshar, because that would make more sense to me. Why not? It, sure. What Gems if they're related the same? to the eye color confirmed? Easy. I mean, that's not totally inaccurate because. Yeah. Radiant <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true, yeah. though. You're not so it's, wrong. There, there are colors important in the Cosmere in some some weird way. We don't know anything about it. I just, I give up. I can't think. Me too. It. Yeah, I, can, I can't either. <laughs> the next couple of questions actually deal with the ghost bloods, and the first one says, "Have we seen the ghost bloods in action outside of the Rosharan system?" Brandon says, "You have seen proto ghost bloods, but not after." 
their actual initiation. Okay. Which is interesting. And then the questioner continues with, have we seen proto-Ghostbloods? Oh, I where guess that may be a seen? different questioner. Yeah, um, it could be a different questioner, yeah. Where, where, where have we seen proto-Ghostbloods? Never mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and Brian says, Raffle, but you guys are pretty close to figuring that out. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> so I will confess that when I first read this, I thought we had seen, like, the group that would eventually become the Ghostbloods. But I think this is li actually literal members of the Ghostbloods before they are members of the Ghostbloods. Yeah, I think initiation suggests that it's the same yeah. organizations. They are yeah. uh, the same organization. They're just not kind part of it. Kind like, of like the Mo. Like the Mo is part is a member of the Seventeenth Shard, but yeah, not in Era One. Right, yeah, 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 right. Sure. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got what you meant. Uh, mm -hmm. and just like how we would have seen Vale, but like before she got her sweet tattoo, right? Where she was actually inducted. Sure. Uh, but, but we've seen that on other worlds, and are we pretty close to figuring that out? I don't know. Are we, though? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm I, trying I, to think back to what Ghostblood's questions people have asked Brandon to yeah. see like what he would know that we yeah. were thinking. The, the only thing I can come back to is like people ask him about Kelsier and the Ghost Bloods. Yep, that's true. Oh yep. God, that's a really common question. That's a really common question. <laughs> yeah, Marsh. Marsh joins the Ghost Bloods. Confirmed. Easy. I don't know. Maybe someone related to Kelsier, like Kelsier, maybe hasn't Spook. infiltrated the Ghost Bloods. He had to step I down. I get, sure, why not? Maybe he like joined a world hopping organization. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, Rhapsody again asked, "Will the Threnody book take place in the homeland?" Brandon. Yeah. The book is tentatively called the Dust Brigade. The title reveal. Tentative title reveal. A group wants to free the homeland of the evil. It doesn't go well for them. <laughs> Opening scene is all ships sinking and people washing up on shore. <laughs> yes, because taking on reveal. Eldritch Horror is always a good idea. Always. I mean, Delinar did it. That's true. <laughs> Anchelon. Anchelon. I feel like the evil is in a bigger weight class than the unmade. I don't know if that's true. Maybe, though. But, ah. Uh. I want the Threnody novel, guys. I really want that. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so cool. This gets me pumped. So Krios asks, if you have a form of manipulating your identity and a form of healing, are you able to shapeshift or even evolve your body like growing wings? Brandon, you'd have to do some real work on your spirit rub to make that work. It'd take more work than you're implying, but the Parshendi, for instance, are doing this. It'll take a little more work. It's not just blanking your identity. Hemalurgy would make it very easy, but also very evil. But what you want to achieve is possible. I would just like to point out that Brandon is continuing his slanderous campaign against Hemalurgy. It is not evil. I I, I agree. Power. As the Lord Ruler of the Forums, I agree that Hemalurgy... No one has ever done hemolurgy improperly, ever. It's it's great. It's my favorite. I'm not denying it can be used for evil. <laughs> but 
It's so can a sword. Yeah. Nightblood did nothing wrong. Ever. <laughs> Terrible. So it's kind of interesting getting some mechanics on how the Parshendi like have their physical change a bit. That's kind of cool. I think yeah. that I think this is a real fascinating wob. I love yeah. it a lot. To me, to me, what this is saying or suggesting or working as evidence to confirm a theory is that when the Prashendi, when the singers go out in the high storm and they merge with the sprint, regardless of what kind of sprint it is, the way this works aromatically is that the spren changes the spirit web of the singer during the act of the bonding. Mm-hmm. And though it is those changes that propagate to the physical realm, well, to the cognitive and the physical realms, to make the singer think differently and look differently. I don't know if I had ever really thought that much into it, but that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a questioner asking about that Arcanum Unbounded 2, and Brandon says, yeah, there's going to be more. He needs more short stories for that, and then yeah. talks about Rissen. Uh, but later on Reddit, he talked about Rock, and that one being really important to do rather than the Rissen one. So mm-hmm. neat. And so then our next questioner asks, now that Hoyt has bonded his friend, is he locked on Roshar? Brandon, yes, that is a problem. Something will happen that is relevant. Raffo. That's interesting, right? Yes. I'd I'd say Hoyt himself isn't, but I would say that he is going to need to figure out a way to bring his friend with. Which... Of anyone, I think Hoyt has yeah. the best shot at it. Well, obviously. Yeah. I mean, hasn't Brandon implied that it's like that's possible, but just hard to do, right? Well, it's like yeah. they have to know how to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's yeah. very much like once you know how to do it, yeah, it's easy. Or easy. And uh, and I, like, I think one of the see... one of the things you can do is you can be off-world and you can try to summon your, your, summon your spren as Shardblade and it just takes like four years for yeah, it. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. But I don't think it's any different than Vasher world hopping. Yeah. So it's like Vasher can do it, a spren can do it. Right, yeah. Sure. And I think it was mm. at least somewhat common for Else Callers to world hop before the Recreants. They could have Like, known. we know they did. Do we know Because of the... We do. World we have hopping. a. That, yeah, that world they... hopping was once one much more common, and that has to do with yeah, that yeah, yeah one right. of the things is about that basically. Yeah. Okay. Right. Makes sense. I think the the something will happen that is relevant is the most interesting part of this. Yeah. What's up with that? I mean, that could just be the discovery of our humans on Roshar discovering this ability and then we can just go to ashen or braze whenever we want or something finds hoy before he's ready to get off world oh and he can't leave and something and he can't leave yet like like a fused finds him or something and it doesn't go super great maybe Mm -hmm. hey if you guys forgot hoy danced with one of the fused Thousands of years ago, before she was affused. And that's just casually mentioned in the Oathbringer epilogue. How cool is that? Yeah. It's like, ah, she didn't notice me now, but I I remember who she is. (laughs) Like, haha, not trained well enough to find me. 
champion anyway. Or I'm just just imagining a scene like the seventeenth shard throws three ketchup to Hoyd, and they're like, "We're taking you in," and he's just like, "Can't stuck here. Sorry about that." <laughs> <laughs> that's also that's pretty great. That's funny. That's cool. Keeping up with Hoyd. Perfect. All planned. That I want. <laughs> this is all planned. <laughs> um, asked your questions for that synergy. We did not delete any questions in between. No, not at all. <laughs> what happened to Hoyd after he met Kelsier uh, at the well? <laughs> he went to figure out Ferrochemy. When Vin found him beaten up, it was because he got more involved than he should have. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Which, so a long time ago brandon mentioned that like he had an idea for a hoid parallel novel yes that would talk about what hoid was up to through like all of this stuff i'm like i want that mistborn secret or history (laughs) secret harder that's that's interesting so first i don't think we knew that he was beaten up like i think we i'm trying to remember whether he would he was bandaged i think so maybe honestly don't recall because it's been so long since i've read well of ascension and all of here of ages yeah yeah and he also has like three lines in that book so uh but i i i absolutely imagine him just going to to terrace and trying to figure out ferrochemy and then just beat him up (laughs) to a pope i mean it's very easy for ferrochemists to beat someone up all you have to do is have strength very easy so it's yeah when Vin found him, that's Hero of Ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like after, right at the end? After he leaves Terrace. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 right. Because he leads like the the refugee group of Terrace. Right, Angel, yes. And meets up with And that was Sazed who met him there, right? With the refugees? No, yeah, it was Sazed. Yeah, it was Sazed. No, it was the land. Was it Vin? Was it Sazed or was it Lend? Sure. When it he was, was a lend in, it, it was a lend in Well of Ascension. Okay, sure. I mean that I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think it was Sazed in Here of Ages then, wasn't it? No, it was Vance. What, what was Ellen doing out there just He was on his way back to Luthadel. Vin had like already like done Descended. the whole horseshoe, like flying through the air thing. Oh. Which Ellen can't do. Sure. That. Sure. Huh. Wow, we did not remember those last two books. <laughs> no, no, just just highlights. Yeah, that's all of Stuttgart. Now we get a lot less from uh, the other few signings uh, because we don't have gods amongst mere mortals live uh, <laughs> live transcribing the signing line, which is totally fine. All right, this one was asked by Cultivations Champ. I wonder whether Yasna has been to the cognitive realm of planets other than Roshar. Brandon responded, She is not. She is not horribly Cosmere aware as of the end of Oathbringer. She is starting to get inaudible. Give her some time, and you might be impressed with how quickly she can come up to speed. I imagine she would. I don't think I would be impressed at all. So what I'm... What? You wouldn't be impressed? It's just expected to have Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so okay. what I'm what I'm getting from this is that uh, Yasna back five, very oh. very Cosmere aware up to oh because she she was talked about as being book ten. Oh. oh, that's cool. That's really cool to think about. Holy crap! 
I'm getting just like, yes, give me that. Give me, give me the years in the back five, eh? Uh, oh, and this is it at the bond signing. Great. Oh, this next one is by our friend on Discord, Excelsius. Has a shard ever been forced besides Odium in Roshar to leave their planet after it was destroyed? Brandon, yes. Excelsius, yes. Besides Odium? Brandon, besides Odium, yes. Has, has a shard been forced to leave their planet after the, the planet was destroyed? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. I disagree with some of the premise here because I still don't believe Odium was on Ashen. But I like the result well, of this question. And Ashen wasn't destroyed. It still exists. I, I think that's an irrelevant disagreement like brandon's words hold true regardless of what you think of the problem but but uh, a shard was forced to leave the planet yes, like i'm definitely saying like this is a very interesting answer like hmm. i just disagree with how the question was raised excelsius feel um, free to ping ian in shardcast channel to <laughs> talk about it oh that's cool though maybe vax was destroyed yeah. that's entirely possible <laughs> It is. Huh. I'm trying to think of the, the shards we know. Did all of them go straight, besides Odium, of course, go straight to their current planets? We literally have Unknown. no idea. Yeah, yeah I was... <laughs> no idea. Like, I was trying to enumerate over all of them as well. And maybe Ambition could fit this? Maybe. The returned only started appearing fairly recently. Yeah, right? I was just about to say that it is a very common theory that endowment is oh. somewhat newly arrived. Hmm. That's right. You're right. Oh, that's my headcanon now. I like that. I like that a lot. Although Nalthus is also. Well, it's not that early in the timeline. No, yeah, no. it's not. Oh, in I the grand scheme of things, it's like stuff started happening there fairly late. Yeah. Awakening was mainly discovered after the first returned, and then uh, the five scholars, really. Which is all told less than 800 Absolutely. years, conservatively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe closer to 500. We don't know. That's, mm. that's my headcanon now, that, that this is endowment. Because it can't be Ambition, because Ambition's planet wasn't destroyed. Ambition was just killed. <laughs> and, like, I feel like Ambition was, like, the first. So I feel like Ambition... Or, sorry, the first that Odium killed. That is true. Mm. Or the first he went that, after. That he yeah. fought. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I think Devotion and Dominion were splintered first because he couldn't find Ambition. Yeah. Yes. Regardless, I feel like Ambition went to the Thranidite system <laughs> in short order, let's say. Or at least they went through the Thranidite system, because I don't know yeah. if they started off there during the fight this gets very difficult with early shardic history after the shattering like what did they do well we know they went to these planets eventually but who knows what sort of shenanigans they got up to the first few centuries presumably a lot we also don't know like anything about nalthian history no before of, the return before the chedish before vote or yeah, even outside of that one little area of land yeah, yeah. that's a landlocked sea what about other continents? No, I'm, cool. I'm hoping we get like a full map of that area in the leather bounds with like the different countries. 
because we don't even think, really know what that geography no of idea Alandrin and um idris looks like what the no. countries are there yeah we'll, we'll probably get something like the the Elantrian anniversary map i'd say nice. not not the entire world but just like a wider region ah oh. that's my headcanon now ian that endowment had to leave her previous planet i i like that a lot it would explain why she's very like firm on this like we do not deal with other people's other shards planets like <laughs> that's true do not question me and my actions on my planets ignore the fact that i destroyed my last one i was trying to decide whether it was somehow possible for honor and cultivation to have gone to ashen first and then after the cataclysm moved to roshar but i don't i don't think that makes any sense let's say endowment seems kind of like the type where if something happened where for example uh autonomy tried to make an avatar on her first planet she would just go nope like i will self-destruct this whole thing before i let you mess with myself <laughs> yeah that's possible i'll destroy the toys before i share them with you well no like, you're no i to- disagree i disagree <laughs> i think i think endowment would have gone you will be dealt with but I mean, her definition of dealt with, we don't know. It could be, what I will do whatever with? it takes, whatever collateral damage is required. So, like, if the Avatar is, like, closely tied to the planet, what better way to destroy the Avatar than to destroy the planet? She's a shard. Yes, like, she is. Like, I, I would be immensely surprised if she can't deal with some splinter in an elegant way there's lots of questions that this brings up uh but i I like i like this a lot um so this questioner asks could the investiture of two shards with separate vessels create their own perpendicularity together brandon (laughs) two different so like the vessels of two different shards okay questioner yeah not harmony brandon yeah 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 that is plausible there could be a mixed perpendicularity that's so weird. So when two shards love each other very much. <laughs> yeah. Before before honor died, honor and cultivation just had one perpendicularity. And they <laughs> penetrated the three realms. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we know who this is from because somebody asked this question on my behalf. Oh, okay. uh, and well, I forgot who that was. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I mean, we do know that shards kind of, s- sort of can choose where their perpendicularity goes. Like they have some control over it. Well, some the control over it. Yes. Not the, like the intent behind the question was: Can you mix investitures and still get a perpendicularity? So if it takes a one million units of of honors investiture, well, let's let's take another one of <laughs> um. <laughs> Of, of endowments investiture to create the perpendicularity. Can you take half a million of one shard and half a million of the other? And and would they still thin the boundary between the realms? Or, or sure. would they act as two separate things? I think it would depend on whether or not the shards wanted them to mix. I think they have to want to mix yeah. them. Yeah, like they, they have to like be working together it's like they have to do this with intent i think that has to yeah 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 
I I don't otherwise it would be like oil and water like yeah they did not want their investitures to like mingle like it it would they just wouldn't stick like to each other i don't necessarily agree with that because i think a better analogy here is just mass like if you if you have a trampoline which is an analogy brandon occasionally uses for perpendicularities and you have a bunch of stone here and then a bunch of bricks there like they're still going to be heavy enough to puncture the trampoline even if they don't mix i just don't think it would be stable well a stable perpendicularity is different from perpendicularity (laughs) but also the question is is this possible (laughs) yes this is kind of a little bit unrelated but like if you took a gem filled with stormlight and let it half drain then somehow figured out how to put void light into gems and like tried to do that process with the half full gem like what would happen would you get half stormlight half void light I'm not sure if you I think could. so yeah we don't oh. know if you yeah, can like could put... you possibly do that like that's well I mean in sort of the similarity of like mixing investitures cuz like it's not exactly the same but like you can store like fair chemical investiture into a hemorrhagic spike like like you can put like both hemorrhagic and frukmi into the same piece of metal yeah but they interfere don't they or they uh, can no it's just like the other charges count as like space like so it's like yeah you can't have like 100% full of right. fair chemical and yeah, 100% yeah, right, 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 right. hemorrhagic i don't know uh i i have a hard time believing that you could have like a perpendicularity that you could actually walk in in less of two shards investors without them wanting that to happen i'm with you on that one ian perhaps like it it could there could be very crappy perpendicularities that are very unstable because chris does mention stable perpendicularities right like what does an unstable perpendicularity look like it's not clear right is it is it something that's there but it's not very usable? Is it something yeah. that moves around, something that appears and then goes away? Who yep. Knows? Yep. And now we're on to Berlin, where we just have a few more. A few more. We're almost done, guys. Yep. Um, one of my favorite questions that don't say anything. Um, yeah. Seriously. In though. the way of kings, Dre says, "By the blight colors rays, bright colors, right." So I said. You said, you said blight. Did I? R's yes. and L's, they're so. coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the bright colors, race. Uh, Imran says, uh huh. Oh, you want to know what that is? That's a raffle. I completely forgot this. Me yeah, too. no, it's bright color appears only once. Yep. In, in anywhere, and it's the way of kings, and it's just Drehi exclaiming. Uh, one time. Now, what this is, what this is, what one of the reasons this is interesting is because uh, something a lot of us had forgotten apparently is that Drehi is actually a Westerner. He is from, I think, Era or Eri. <laughs> Shut up! I, I mixed. I mixed. Totally forgot that. Uh, yeah, no. I it's, think it's he's super obscure. I don't think he's like gold. So that would mean he's Rearin. Yes. Yeah, I mixed. I mixed the two countries. Um, yeah, he has blonde hair, so presumably Ririn. Brandon. Brandon talked about it on Reddit recently. Is the reason I bring it up. Okay. Okay. And, so Ririn. And, and and so 
that combined with um, Evie's interesting religious views, um, very different from anything we see in Asia, very different from anything we see in the Voran nations. I'm getting vibes of like sun god worship in in Rira, and and this bright color could be could be that. Alternatively, this could be a title of either Palaya or Shalash, the ones who have the surge of illumination and can call brightness. Like, they can control light. Sure. But I feel like that would be the boring answer. <laughs> Just because I'm rereading Warbreaker. This really feels like a return name. I don't believe this <laughs> yeah. is actually a return, but it... If this was on Nalthus, you would be like, yeah, that's, that's a return name. Easy. I mean, to be honest, Stormfather is also a very returned-like name. Uh, I guess so, because they're yes, all I guess so. It's just, I'm so used most, to, you know, Most words are. Yeah. But there were returned on, on <laughs> Roshar. Oh, the bright color is Shalash. It's Denth. It's Denth. It's Denth. Easy. Actually, we know that Dent didn't actually travel that much. Actually, right, it only takes once. So he could have made it here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what this kind of reminds me of? There's also a somewhat similar weird thing. I forget the exact person or phrase it is, but Teravangian says, like, to Seth. Oh, um... I want to say a life is... brother, but the copper mind doesn't pull yes. anything up for Yes, that. it is. Life, life brother is, life brother. is, a, is a thing. Yeah. yeah, isn't that that Can sounds like a Shin thing? Uh, I I looked it up real quick, and in the Way of Kings, when Zeth and Teravangian meet at the end, Teravangian talks to Zeth in Shin, and uh, Zeth is surprised, and Teravangian says, "Yes, I speak your language. Sometimes I wonder if the Life Brother himself sent you to me." Uh, to which Zeth responds with, "To bloody myself so that you don't have to." Yes, that sounds like something one of your foreign gods would do. Oh, so, that's a so he thing. doesn't recognize. Well, we don't know. It's just that we know Zeth doesn't recognize Life Brother as Shin. Uh, my read on this is that Life Brother is the Shin name for one of the heralds. That sounds the Shin, likely. Yeah, the Shin don't worship the heralds, but Teravangian uses the Shin name, and and that's how it comes. Sure, up. I think that's probably pretty accurate. So, like. It, yeah, it could be one of the titles. Like, Toln is this, it's stone sinew. Yep. Yeah, right, yep. right, right, right. Hmm. I wonder who that could be. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's clearly male, right? Yeah. It's yes. Conveniently. Yeah. Uh, although there. It they're... could be Ishar. Because could... Ishar is associated with flesh <laughs> tangentially, like the, the soul casting property of flesh. Yeah, but yeah, that's in you. But this is the life brother, not the flesh brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but like the other thing that has to do with life plants is Palaya. So yeah. All right, let me. Palaya is not my the life my brother. mind is going like it's Vidal or Palaya, but like let me, let me just they're not male. Maybe so the Shin Jezrian, were just very confused. <laughs> uh, Jezrian probably not. I think he doesn't have much to do with life. Neo is the judge. He's he's not gonna be it. Not gonna yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we we how uh, should Kalak? I don't think he has anything to do with anything. 
Like, <laughs> well, that's not true. With metal. Yeah. So and then Telenel on on stage reel, metal is life. Easy. Easy. <laughs> See, it doesn't make sense for any of the heralds to me as a thing. Yeah. Like, it's probably could just be a herald, but I don't know which. Yeah. This is weird. It's good to know that there's still weird things in like Way of Kings. That That's true. <laughs> right collar life brother. Literally no idea what that even means. Brandon has to keep us humble somehow. That's right. This next one. So someone asked if a non-radiant brought shard plate to Shadesmar, could he bring it back? And Brandon responded, they would not have too many problems with this. It might do some weird things, but bringing it back and forth would not be the problem. Weird things. Great. Thanks, Brandon. I'm interested in why the questioner asked that. Like, why would Plate get stuck in Shadesmar? Well, I think there's the idea that it is made of, like, lesser spread. So would bringing it to the land of the spread, would it turn it back into spread? But if blades don't do that... They kind of do. Adolin had no issues bringing, like... But he couldn't summon my like yeah, he couldn't like, use her. She becomes spread shaped, not blade shaped. Well, well I, I think, well, yeah, I but think, the question isn't yeah. the question can you bring it back to the physical? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. just saying, Evgeny, like, yeah, blades don't have a problem. Like, yeah, they're weird yeah. in the cognitive realm, but you can obviously. And, and we've only seen bonded blades. You can't bond plate in the same way. Well, that's true. Yeah. And it, it's like it the physical blade form was never in Shadesmar. It, yeah. it was like Mylaren form. <laughs> Mylaren form, the new yeah. singer yeah. form coming to you yeah. in some yeah. like Did Adolin have Mylaren summoned when they transitioned? Or was That's she just a good question? And the answer is I don't think so. Okay. So really so. you I mean, you could say he never actually brought the blade through. Like, Maya was already there. Yeah. We've never actually seen someone try to bring a short blade through into Shadesmar. Except when Shalan actually used Pattern to, like, activate the old gate. I'm not sure if it matters much if the yeah. blade's summoned or not. I don't think it does. Yeah. I, yeah. But I think the bond could potentially make shard plate different, and that's why that's they ask. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. like dead shard plate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not dead. <laughs> The non-radiant shard plate. You know what I mean. And the last one. Oh, perfect. And it's a question on one of my favorite subjects. Do the names of the unmade correlate with the fragmenting of their spirits? Brandon, no. Now, I would just like to point out that some unmade have no hyphens. Other unmade have one hyphen. And the best unmade, Ba'ed Amishram, has two hyphens. That means she's the strongest because most hyphens. We have no idea what that means at all. But presumably this means that they're not like Biodimetrium isn't like three beings that was mangled up into one thing. I'm confused by everything involved in this question. (laughs) I think it's reasonable if you see three component things to be like, maybe there were three components of this being that was made and then unmade. Where where do you stand on the on on my idea that Battle Mishram was Shin? Cause I cause I thought 
her naming her name looks suspiciously like X son of oh, Y. Oh, okay, I see what you're meaning. Um, hmm. I haven't actually heard that. Uh, I'd have to think about that. I lean to no because I want to be the most badass possible. <laughs> well, that's the last of these words of Brandon. Um, there's some others. Uh, we still got to transcribe a few more. Uh, but you can see these words of Brandon and more on wob.coppermind.net, which is our canon. Hopefully they're posted by the time this episode Yeah, I, Yeah, I hope so. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. So, guys, you know what time it is? It's time for who's that Cosmere character. This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for who's that Cosmere character. Call. All right, listeners, you know how the game is played. You send mail to WTCC at 17thshard.com with five clues and a character that those five clues correspond to. <laughs> I read each clue aloud. After each one, our uh, uh, panelist of contestants gets a chance to choose to guess who's that Cosmere character. We're really good at this. Fantastic. I like Miss Angels. Yeah. Miss Angels are the best. This first one was sent in by Fire Moss. Okay. Fire Moss. I know Ooh. Fire Moss. Yes, they are on Discord. Yes. Oh, that's that's addicting. Clue one. This character is bonded. Aishi. The spread. Not the spread. The CEO. It is not Aishi. Wow, How that's... did you miss the opportunity to guess Ayin? I almost guessed Ayin, but I wait, 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 Was that your guess? Oops. I said nothing. No, no, but <laughs> but I'll I'll take it because you said no. So it's not Ayin? No, it's not. Okay. I'm going to go with the Stormfather. It is not the Stormfather. Clue two. This character does not like to do harm. Windle. It is Windle. Nice. Great. The, other, the other three clues were this character likes to collect chairs. <laughs> yeah, this character <laughs> is a gardener. And this character makes people awesome. There you go. Huh. Cool. Straightforward. I like it. They said amazing, but I, I corrected it to awesome because that's <laughs> yeah. The that's word fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yes. That's acceptable. Great. I think I think that's a little on the easy end, but that's definitely yeah. not an easy end. But that that's fine. They do. Some, sometimes it's, it's good a refreshing to change of pace. <laughs> yeah, that is. Where we don't have to be like, what does this clue mean? What does this clue mean? What does all five of these clues mean? <laughs> what does it mean to be bonded? <laughs> All right, this next one was submitted by a solemn monster on the forums. Okay, hmm. that's scary. Clue one, this character uses a sword to fight. Frasher. It's not Frasher. Rayodin. It is not Rayodin. Would Serene. you consider a rapier a sword? What? Yes, yes. What'd you say? Serini. It's not Serini. Clue two. This character dies in battle on screen. Oh. Docs? Not docs. Ah, so it's not one of the R.A. Lish. Elend. It is not Elend. Eondel? It is not Eondel. I'm proud of you guessing, Sal. <laughs> yeah, no, because he, yeah, yeah, I, 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 th I think that's a pretty good guess. Eondel. 
Are you are you fact checking, Grace? No, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking because I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, I didn't. Th- th- these were I didn't necessarily doubt it. I was just curious because I didn't remember like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of this stuff. it's it's oh, hard to remember good. literally everything. That's point three. This character has a religious spouse. Dies in battle, uses a sword, has a religious spouse. Gavilar. It is not Gavilar. Ah! That fits? That, that totally fits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah! I felt clever. Hmm. It, it dies on screen, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting like major cell vibes. <laughs> Should em- answer Emperor's soul things, Arjun. <laughs> That'll help. I wish I could. <laughs> See, we had the easy one, and now we have the hmm, let's stare off into space for a while. <laughs> I, I like this one. I think this is a good submission, okay. personally. Karate? No, it is not Karate. <laughs> I'm always confused. So it's Ate is the Aeon in her name and not Aire? Yes. Correct. Yes. It doesn't. It. The, the instructions are just like find the two vowels each other and that's the Aeon. Like, but they're the same distance apart. Yeah. Yay. Can't wait to get back to Cell. <laughs> it's like Elaine Noe. I have no idea what the Aeon is that. So I just pronounce everything like the Aeon. <laughs> I just don't remember enough of the of the nobility of KE. And I don't want to guess Rasharan's. I don't know. I'll pass. Clue four. This character is part of a royal family. <laughs> My guess doesn't quite work now. <laughs> I thought I was so clever. And to be fair, I I was gonna try and guess. This is not my guess, but I was going to guess Duke Royal. <laughs> After, with that clue, I was like, but he's not. It is spelled royal with a Y, right? Just, just so no, we're clear. No, it's Royal. R O I A L. If you were saying no, the no, name, no, 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 no. What, what the clue said? Yes, oh, the, oh, the clue okay. is spelled the way you you would expect it to be spelled. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. Acedon wasn't. I mean, would you count Acedon as religious? Hmm. <laughs> a religion, maybe. You would you would think this would narrow it down, like not not that many royal families out there. A royal family. I mean it could be like some some weird like cousin to a king or something like that, but that's true. And you agree that this is a royal family, not just a noble family. I agree, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I like the way you phrase you you said that. Why do you say? Because like you sounded very amused right there i'm amused because my fact checking says all of this is super accurate and you guys aren't going to be able to complain but you still can't get it yes i was trying to make the idrian royal family work i know i know that that's literally exactly what i was just doing but like nobody's married there well i was like thinking oh was carlin siri is married okay fine she is But no one dies, so how inconsiderate of her. <laughs> and then and then that leaves us with Sal. I'm gonna guess Iodon, but I don't remember him fighting with his sword. It is not Iodon. He dies oh, to suicide. Frick, I know who it is. Yeah, 
but it just says, oh, because it says dead in battle, right? You figured it out, Ian? Yes, I did. Okay. When I when I read this one, I thought to myself, Ian will might get it on the fourth clue and will definitely get it on the fifth. Yeah, I just I just don't remember the, the Salish characters. Uncle Keen? No. Doesn't die. Doesn't Uncle die, Keen. doesn't use a sword. <laughs> yeah, he uses an axe. I don't know. And my axe. Who dies other than the Royal? Yandel. <laughs> <laughs> Who does die? Raiden's know, mom, man. am I right? <laughs> do, you, hey. do, you, do you get pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let right. him have his fun. Isheen, Iodon's wife. Yes, and the last clue was this character has a stepson. Yeah. What because the hell she does she die during the attack? Yes. Oh, she, she okay. The woman who Serini trained were fighting back one of them ran her through with a sword and that like scared the other woman to surrender. So remember when I said it wasn't the Aurelish nobility uh, who were using swords? And a religious spouse. Yeah, I had also religious yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. cultist husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that, I like that. That all that works, I I can't argue with I'm any of that. I'm surprised you guessed Iodon instead of her. I forgot she died. <laughs> Yeah, I completely forgot she died. Yeah, I would, I would have gotten her earlier because I was like, I, I could have sworn that those noble women didn't die. Yeah, I, I completely forgot all of that. That's why I stopped to look it up. I was like, I'm pretty. This seems like it's all true. What I want to like see in yeah. the Covermine page, what it actually says yeah. happened. Nice. Um, like, I guessed Iodon is like, oh, he's religious. Oh wait, she dies. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm I totally kind of remembering it. things, but like, it's been a long time since I've reread Elantris. Yeah. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Follow us on 17 for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Join us in Discord where you can talk to us about whatever. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can support us on Patreon. You can find all these words of Brandon on Arcanum at wob.coppermine.net. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ah.